What's up nerds? Today on the Mercurium Game Flash Briefing, we're going to be looking at the 10 year anniversary of a beloved classic game. I'm sure most people know what it is already. Some of the best sales I've ever seen on Steam in a long time, and the resolution of one of Australia's latest in a long line of video gaming censorship. First off, let's start with the 10 year old game. I'll give you all a sec to guess. Of course, you're right, it's Terraria. Uh, Terraria, man. That is, that's a good game. So, sold over 35 million copies. There's still an active player base to this day around. Last time I checked, it was about uh, 10,200 people were playing. Uh, the final update was released about a year ago, more or less. And they're still working on the mod support for the final update. Uh, I saw some people saying that they like pulled out of that, but I couldn't find any actual source saying that. So I'm going to go ahead and debunk that theory right now. So, Terry, this 10-year-old game that is still popular this day, why? Well, you can look at a game like TF2, you can look at a game like Minecraft, and these two these two, these two games have, they, they have one thing in common. It's these updates that come out for the game that just bring people back constantly. Minecraft was, you know, initially an, a pretty much infinitely replayable, but... Through the release of updates constantly, people keep coming back. And we've seen that recently with the resurgence of Minecraft in popularity. You know, over the past two years, especially YouTubers like Dream and uh, his survival multiplayer server. We've seen Minecraft resurge, and part of that is due to updates. Now, there's a risk with that, though. We saw when the combat update came out for Minecraft, actually some people stopped playing because they just didn't like the mechanics. So it's this, it's this balancing act. TF2, of course, still played a lot to this day. Um, that one's a little older, but still, um, updates for that game would draw people back in. You know, they had some strategically placed updates um, in terms of like, uh, you know, during holidays, they would try and get people to play and then, you know, buy hats and stuff because there's always the the uh, cosmetic market that they can sell to there. And of course, Terraria. Now, the, the thing that sets Terraria apart from this is the Terraria updates are always these huge game-changing updates. When Terraria first came out, it was the Eye of Cthulhu, the Worm, Big Worm Boy, and Skeletron. And then the first update came out. You know, they added Hard Mode, and then the Mechanical Bosses. They added Plantera. And so they they, they, they basically, they kept adding, they added the Moon Lord, and nowadays uh, the latest update adds a couple of, like, mid-to-late-game bosses in there. It smooths out the curve of bosses, so it's not just, like, Mechanical bosses, then Plantera, then Duke Fisheron, if you want to be cool, or if you want to do that before, if you're a masochist. But 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 the the point is here. These updates were all game changing. Like you you would start a new playthrough to play these. This is like on Minecraft, some of the updates, especially um one of the weakest updates, the B, the B update. I don't remember what it's called actually. That's that's how rough it is. Um, you know, all they had was Bs, which is like okay, cool. Wasn't enough to bring me back personally. Although I did start playing Minecraft after, um, because the Nether update was big enough for me to start playing again. It seems like uh, Microsoft slash Mojang have caught on to that. All, most of the of the um, planned updates have been pretty big. Caves and Cliffs, even though it got split into two parts, is still a massive update, no matter how you slice it. And, you know, um, Bountiful update back in the day brought people back, but that's all besides the point. Um, the point, the main point is, the main takeaway here is, a... An update, a good update, can bring players who have bought the game back into the game, and it can it can kind of it can give the game a second life almost. It can 
can allow it to live on a little longer or a lot longer if your update's really big, depending on the type of game. Some games are going to need different kind of updates. TF2 had a lot of small updates like cosmetics. You know, they add new stuff and that would just be like kind of people would see it in their newsfeed and that's what got them to play it. Like they may forget about the game. Others, they want, you know, game changing, huge edition content updates like Minecraft and Terraria had those and people would start new playthroughs, you know, uploaded onto YouTube that revived Minecraft uh, over the past year and a half to two years. We've seen that in Terraria. Didn't quite get as big of a revival, but. You know, there's still a lot of players. There were a lot of players the day the update came out, obviously. And the game has had some staying power. I mean, 35 million copies is a lot of copies to sell. That's uh, across all platforms, by the way. It's uh, on all major platforms as of now. But, yeah, point is, updates help keep a game alive. And to top it all off, this Terraria... This game, Terraria, fantastic game, by the way. It's on sale, 50% off. It's usually $10, which is a steal on its own, but right now it's $5. I have 350-plus hours in that game, so, you know, probably one of the most cost-effective games you can buy if you're into that. Be sure to check it out. Good game. Next up, we got some sales here. Some pretty great sales, if you ask me. I haven't seen sales this good in a while. Uh, first up, Shadow of Mordor. Um, adventure, action-adventure game, some stealth elements, set in the Lord of the Rings universe, if you're into that. Um, but frankly, you don't need to know much about it to be able to enjoy it. I know about it, but you know I've had friends who've barely heard of Lord of the Rings, and they love it. So, pretty cool game. Uh, $20 usually, down to $8. Uh, the game also has this pretty interesting villain mechanic, where there will be these Uruk commanders, and you can... Uh, can like kind of make them fight for you but if you don't you know they're um they can ambush you they have unique traits they can adapt to you and that in particular is really expanded on in the sequel which is also on sale here shadow of war uh the definitive edition i picked out specifically just because it's really good value uh, usually 60 dollars down to 12 dollars, so that is 80 percent off uh definitely worth grabbing one note though it is a big game uh it's like in terms of storage it's at least 80 gigabytes i believe so just be aware of that if you buy it you'll have to spend a bit of time downloading it and this is all on steam by the way these sales uh usually the sales that are really good are on steam uh call of duty black ops now i know you know call of duty haha funny but black ops is a pretty special game you, you tend to find, except for the more recent ones, that the first and like the new versions of Call of Duty are good. Like um, when Modern Warfare came out, that game was great. Uh, Black Ops is like that. Uh, generally considered really good. It's ranked very highly among COD games. Um, 50% off from $39.99, which by the way, a little overpriced for a game that old, but I don't care. Uh, $39.99 to $19.99, so, you know, cut in half there. Uh, it's a fun game. It's got a really good uh, single-player campaign, actually. Would highly recommend that one. And then we got an indie game here, Forager. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of this. Um, $19.99 going down to $9, so 55% off. Kind of an interesting price point there. Uh, Forager is a bit of an interesting story. It's just this... Um, well, I had a whole thing written here, actually, but I think it's better if you just buy it and you'll find out. Um, there's some. It's just a very personal game. It's uh, one guy made it, and as you play, you know you'll find you'll learn some stuff about him. He's seems pretty cool, um, but yeah, nine dollars, uh, pretty fun game, kind of like a tycoon esque game. Um, got some resource management, 
very relaxing. So not super hardcore or anything, but you could go ham with it if you wanted to automate stuff. That's definitely possible. And finally here we have a uh, Disco Elysium. The um it had a breakout success last year, or not last year, about two years ago. Uh and it had a free update, the final cut, which I haven't gotten around to playing, so don't worry, no spoilers here. Uh, no spoilers in general, other than the fact that the start of the game has alcohol, which is not a spoiler, so, you know. Uh, this latest game, or this latest update, was actually, very, it's very interesting to me, Australia, which has a history, along with Germany, of uh, video game censorship for some questionable reasons. This new update, the final cut, was not classified in Australia due to uh, alcohol and alcohol addiction portrayal. So, so what does not classified mean? Well, that means you cannot legally sell it on Steam or consoles. Now, that's pretty big. But this decision was overturned a couple of days ago by the Australian government. However, the game has been slapped with an 18-plus rating. Which, an 18-plus rating. Now... Uh, this this is this is a pretty. If you ever wanted to see a difference between American and uh, Australian uh, censorship, this is a great place to see it. Like the only time an adults only, the only like massively sold adult rated game was San Andreas uh, Grand Theft Auto, and that was because of a mod that allowed you to have sex in the game. So, and like you know, no, no nothing's held back there at all. So it's just it's interesting to me because. Something like that would just be banned in Australia and never seen. Like, we've seen that with uh, Hotline Mamie 2. You still cannot buy that in Australia. Um, yeah, like, legally, anyway. You know, you can always find ways around that. But legally, you can't buy that game. Which is just really... It's just... It's interesting how these different states have different perspectives on these issues. Like, Australia is saying, hey, this alcohol thing is important enough where we should we cannot allow any minors to see this without confirming they're an, they're an adult, or at least, you know, them claiming they're an adult. In America, I know the game is rated M. And, you know, in America, generally speaking, the rating system, unless you're going in person, is a lot more lax. You know, you don't need to, like, confirm your age or anything. And I don't think you do in Australia either. But that difference, man, from... Uh, rated M games are everywhere. You know, Call of Duty is always rated M, but there's still kids on that game all the time. Um, yeah, but the point is, uh, M rated games are everywhere. 18 plus rated games? Like, strictly? Like, adults only? Not common at all. Especially in America and the UK. Or, uh, sorry. Sorry, EU. Oh, that's terrible. It's just... It's... Hmm. It, it 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 makes you think, right? Why? What would? It, it's only one year in theory, right? Mature is seventeen plus, adults only is eighteen plus. But it was more of a suggestion thing. Like mature, for example, in America, um, mature rated games you can buy if you have an adult with you. Like if you're sixteen and you have an adult with you that's over eighteen. At least last time I checked, this was a thing you could um the adult can confirm like, hey, I'm okay with this. But adults only, I don't think you're allowed to actually. First off, they own. They never show up on store shelves because it's bad uh, PR. You'll never see an adult-rated game on shelves because they take up shelf space, and you know, um, companies generally want to keep their uh, image E10. Even gaming companies are not going to go past mature. So you're not usually having a lot of physical sales. 
And I don't believe Disco Elysium ever went physical, except for the Switch. It might have gone physical for Switch. But but the the point is, I, I, a game being rated adults only is a big deal. That doesn't usually happen. So it's not like a earth-shattering revelation here. But, you know, it is just something to think about. Um, I mean, San Andreas was a huge controversy at the time. I mean, granted, that was a while ago in terms of gaming news. Well, in terms of news, period. Because I made just like regular news headlines. It's just, it's something to think about. Uh, I'm curious what people think here. What's going to come out of this? I wonder if any Australians actually have anything to say about this. If I don't know if 18 plus rated games are super common there. Not gonna, I won't lie. I won't pretend I'm an expert there. Uh, but yeah, just some interesting to look into there. And that's going to be it for our Game Flash briefing today. Uh, May, what is this, the 16th? May 16th Game Flash briefing. Uh, Terraria had a 10-year anniversary. Some really great sales. Be sure to check those out. There's some other ones, but they're not as good. And Jessica Elysium in Australia come into some conflict. Almost banned. Just interesting to think about. Well, be sure to tune in next time. I'll have some great news for you on the next Game Flash briefing. See y'all later.